In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a gospel. Some people have shortened it, but we got it all this morning. Today's gospel reveals this healing through mud. Through mud, a blind man came to see. Jesus saw a man blind from birth. In some of the other gospel stories, a blind person yells, cries out to Jesus for healing, but this man does not do that. Jesus spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man, saying to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. That's important to remember. It means scent. Then the man went and washed and came back and was able to see. How could it be that Jesus has done the impossible, healing a man blind from birth? Not unlike the Samaritan woman, this blind man learns from his encounter with Jesus. He came back. The man repeatedly witnessed to his healing by telling his story. And he came to an, a whole new understanding of who Jesus is. Like the Samaritan woman, the healed man gradually came to know Jesus in his life. It didn't happen all at once. He hears Jesus before he sees who Jesus is in his encounter. Trying to explain what happened, he said to the Pharisees, one thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. What happened? What did you do? How do you explain what was done to you? Why was it done? Why did the Pharisees need to know every detail? So many questions throughout this gospel. The blind man lived in a different world before his encounter with Jesus. He lived in a world different from those who were giving him the inquisition. He was clearly an outsider. Even Jesus' disciples questioned whether the man sinned or his parents sinned to cause his blindness. No one could really understand what happened. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see, said the man. Sometimes you and I encounter a sign that reveals a little more about who Jesus is for us. We see the world in a particular way. Then something happens and we see the world in a new way or a renewed way. Our eyes are opened as if we had been blind and now we see differently. Those events become the stories of our lives, the stories of our confession about who Jesus is, the stories the world needs to hear. I think of a familiar story of Helen Keller in her book, The Story of My Life. You may have read it. It's a book that's been around for a long time. It's a story about when she first discovered language. And this is what she said. We walked down the path to the well house, attracted by the fragrance of the honeysuckle with which it was covered. Someone was drawing water, and my teacher placed my hand under the spout. As the cool stream gushed 
over one hand, she spelled into the other hand the word water, first slowly, then rapidly. I stood still, my whole attention fixed on the motions of her fingers. Suddenly, I felt a misty consciousness as of something forgotten, a thrill of returning thought. And somehow the mystery of language was revealed to me. I knew that when W-A-T-E-R meant the wonderful, cool something that was flowing over my hand, that living word awakened my soul, gave it light, hope, joy, set it free. There were barriers still, it is true, but barriers that could be swept away. Keller went on to say, I left the well house eager to learn. Everything had a name and each name gave birth to a new thought. As we returned to the house, every object which I touched seemed to quiver with life. That was because I saw everything with a strange new sight that had come to me. I learned a great many new words that day. I don't remember all that they were, but I do know that mother, father, sister, teacher were among them. Words that were to make the world blossom for me, like Aaron's rod with flowers. It would have been difficult to find a happier child than I was as I lay in my crib at the close of that eventful day and lived over the joy it had brought me and for the first time longed for a new day to come. What an amazing story of Helen Keller. She found light in the midst of her blindness with new words. Jesus healed this man who was blind. And then there's a lot of conversation around him. The neighbor Pharisees didn't recognize him after he had sight. Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? I wonder why they didn't recognize him after knowing him for years. His parents wanted him to answer for himself the question, is this your son who, was, who you say was born blind? How then now does he see? The parents were afraid to answer, not knowing what might happen to them. To the man, the neighbors and others asked, how were your eyes opened? The blind man now sighted experiences the saving grace of Jesus. He sees Jesus after his eyes were open and he calls Jesus a prophet. He proclaims Jesus to be from God, he calls Jesus Lord and he worships him. He's not only changed physically with the ability to see, he's transformed to know and believe who Jesus is when all the others could not. The story reminds me of the importance of both seeing and hearing. Our eyes and our ears are essential. Jesus brings light into our lives in moments of great darkness and in moments of light. This blind man's story reminds us profoundly of the healing power of Jesus and also of the presence of Jesus in lives that may be darkened. Jesus stands with the blind man now sighted even when the others in his life did not. 
We're invited to keep our eyes and our ears open to all that's around us, to the healing that may be happening in us and to the healing that is happening in others, knowing that Jesus stands with us. With all of the conversation and the questions going on in this passage, it would be easy to lose sight of the essence of what's happening. Jesus calls an excluded outsider to be an apostle. He heals this formerly blind man, and then he calls the man to go out and do God's work. By calling this outsider excluded from society, Jesus turns the tables of conventional wisdom upside down. We know there are lots of times that Jesus just turns the tables upside down. And here he turns the tables of conventional wisdom upside down and makes it right-sided. Jesus says in the beginning of our passage, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. There's surely dark times in our world and in our lives. The story of the blind man being healed and given his sight brings hope. I call part of our darkness of COVID remnant because COVID seems to be sticking around. Folks are still getting sick, not perhaps as sick as they were in the height of COVID or in such great numbers. And yet the pandemic is still with us. Churches and businesses and people of all ages are substantially impacted by COVID. We heard this week's bank closures raising fear in many. The inequities in our society rage on. There's darkness in the world around us and darkness in our own lives. The good news is that this gospel, in this gospel, is that Jesus brings light and sight into our brokenness. To make apostles out of ordinary people who are excluded and marginalized brings hope for us all. Helen Keller's story also brings hope as she, for the first time, longed for a new day to come. So the wisdom of the people who put our lectionary together have this wonderful passage also in Ephesians where we, we also heard about light and are reminded that we are called as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Live as children of light in this time of darkness in our world. From Ephesians again, once you were darkness, but now in the Lord, you are light. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. So let us go forth from this place with hope in the light that is Jesus. Amen.